This is a hat trick podcast. Oh, hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back to the London Pub Reviews podcast. Did you save my seat? Why? I'm at a completely different pub now, with different seats. Catch up. This week, I'm in the King Charles I pub, in King's Cross, 55 North Down Street, N19BL. Nearest tube, King's Cross. The King Charles I was not frequented by King Charles I, but I guess it could be frequented by King Charles III. Of course, as monarch, he is obliged to remain neutral. So, unlike me, he would lack the power to deliver a critique or viewpoint on this pub and others. Not that I wish to suggest that I have more power than the King, but in this matter, it is clear that I really, really do. Unlike most pubs, the King Charles I is proudly community-owned the locals pitching in to buy it in 2015. It's a pub of the people, but strangely, it's named after a ruler of the people who was publicly executed. On a window above the entrance doors to the Charles I were the words, drink with dignity. This made me smile when I first arrived because that's kind of my motto too, drinking with dignity. Yes, sir, yes, madam, that's me all over. After striding across the threshold, I observed that the serving area straight ahead resembled a burger. The lower wooden area was the bottom bun, the curved upper wooden panels were the top bun. And obviously the counter area was the filling, made up of litres and litres of alcohol-fueled drink. Protruding from the top bun was the head of a black buck, an antelope native to India and Nepal, which inhabits grassy plains and lightly forested areas. In Pakistan and Bangladesh, the black buck are now locally extinct. Their numbers declined sharply in the 20th century due to excessive hunting, deforestation and habitat degradation. There is a rationale for having a decapitated head prominently positioned on the wall, seeing as King Charles I had his own head sliced off. But perhaps instead of mounting the head of a scarce antelope with its less relevant twisty horns, it would make more sense to mount the head of a King Charles Spaniel instead. After unleashing this forthright opinion, I ordered a beer burger. Beer burger, please. Without the bun. No bun. The pub interior had a cosy log cabin feel to it, with wood panelling and wooden furniture warmed by the flickering light from a roaring fire. It's easy to imagine you're snuggled up on the edge of a forested mountain peak until you notice you're wearing a tired suit and hard black shoes after a central London job interview which, by all accounts, went very poorly indeed. This snug mountainous hideaway in King's Cross also had a night piano, 
a retro jukebox, and a large wall graphic featuring the Liu family iron, a family-run tattoo business in Switzerland. Red fire extinguishers sat by walls on standby, and yet more animal heads took up space on the wooden walls. Returning to the burger for more drinks, I pledged not to lose my own head and to focus on the task at hand. As I stood near the entranceway waiting my turn at the bar, I noticed two large mirrors, each mounted at either end of the pub, facing each other. I appeared to be standing directly between the two reflective surfaces. If I looked across my left shoulder, I saw my left side profile in the left mirror. If I looked across my right shoulder, I saw my right profile. When I slowly rotated around, I realised that my entire body was being duplicated, perfectly mapped out. An exact replica was being formed of me, as if I was inside a giant 3D scanner. A new version of me was being formed, cast and moulded in order to do bad things in the world. And the innocent me would cop the blame. It was nothing short of dastardly. Sure enough, soon after arriving back at my table, laden with drinks, I saw the other me emerge. Same clothes, same slouch, same sad, lonesome stare. Slightly more cross-eyed, perhaps, and less steady on his feet, but it was me, all right. To my dismay, he began growling at the staff and other customers. Next, he appeared to try to eat the bar counter. It was as if he was a hungry grizzly bear who happened to be passing on the wooded mountainside when he'd spied a gigantic burger in the cosy log cabin. This realisation didn't help me, of course, because when the other patrons saw the ravenous, terrifying grizzly, they only saw me. Even though it clearly wasn't me. I attempted to explain this to the manager as I was cautiously shepherded it's out. It's not me. It's not me. I'm not me. I probably should send a letter to the holding company of the pub complaining at the highest level about being replicated by the mirrors in the King Charles I. But then it is a community pub, run by the people, and they may mistake my sincere protestations for the mad rantings of pub reviewer the second. London Pub Reviews was written and created by Paul Ewan and performed by Tim Key. The producer was Nick Coop. It was recorded by Alex O'Donovan at Strong Room Studios. Sound design was by Andy Goddard. The executive producer was Claire Broughton. And it was a hat-trick production. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ah. 
I chose Stick of the Dump by Clive King. I've chosen Little Women by Louisa May Alcott. I have chosen the book When Hitler Stole Pink Rabbit. I have chosen My Friend Flicker. Danny Champion of a World. The Seven Crystal Balls. The Iron Man. Claudine at St. Clair's. The Guinness Book of Records. I chose Ballet Shoes. And then I came across in a school library a copy of Treasure Island. I was terrified. I'm Janet Ellis, and each week I invite a guest to come and chat with me about their favourite childhood book. They often bring along their own battered copy. It's not at all as I remember it. (laughs) This is a celebration of reading. I ended up reading it to my mum at home every night. Because who doesn't still secretly check under the bed for monsters? I knew that it was true. Harbour secret desires to run off to the circus. Riding like the wind into the purple hills. It really captured my imagination. Twice Upon a Time. Follow us on Instagram at TwiceUponPod for updates and guest news. I want to read this book again and again and again and again and again. Twice Upon a Time is a hat-trick podcast.